Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Concussion Talk and Phoenix Concussion Recoveries podcast on CTE. My name is Lauren Zayax, and I'd like to welcome my co-founder, Melinda Rolstad, who just recently attended the Brain Injury Summit in Vail, Colorado. Welcome, Melinda. Hello. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks for having me. I am the co-owner and founder of ThinkHead First, as well as Phoenix Concussion Recovery. And ThinkHead First is a specialty medical clinic located in Park City, which focuses on care and treatment of concussed individuals. Well, thanks for being here. So everyone's been all up in arms recently about CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Uh, With all the media buzz going on right now, what do we as scientists even know about this disease? Well... There was uh, quite a bit of information at this conference. It was an excellent conference, but one really interesting talk by Dr. Grant Iverson was regarding CTE and what we know and what we don't know. We really need more research to understand the prevalence of CTE and its relation to repetitive neurotrauma or concussion. We don't know the prevalence, the risk factors. We don't have good clinical diagnostic criteria clearly outlined. And we don't know the extent to which the neuropathology causes the specific clinical symptoms. He feels, Dr. Iverson feels, that we really need to separate the neuropathology from the clinical symptoms to truly gain an understanding of the breadth of CTE in the population. And he feels the media has definitely blown this out of proportion. That seems like a lot of questions. What about the study from BU, which was great research, but the media seemed to really hook onto it as it reported nearly a 100% occurrence rate in these deceased football players? That was exactly one of his points. That one study may be biased as it doesn't really represent the other part of the population that did not have symptoms before death, did not play professional football. He brought up a study that was done in Canada, which Canada seems to be doing quite a bit of great research, um, but there were the neuro, uh, neurology physicians that basically decided to look at the pathology that came through their service, and they looked at 111 brains, and they basically categorized, uh, they were in the age range of 18 to 60 years old, and only one had a history of sports participation. 
they found in that group of individuals, if they looked at the what the category of CTE is from mild um, to moderate, they found that 35% of those brains had some degree of CTE pathology identified by the tau protein. In their study population, they looked at what factors associated with the CTE, and they found that age, substance abuse, and a history of TBI all were associated with CTE. So some cases, some of those uh, brains in their study had absolutely no history of brain injury, but still showed CTE pathology. And essentially, a good portion of them had not played any contact sports. So that actually creates more questions now, including how prevalent really is it in our society, not just in contact sports. They also found no association between CTE and psychiatric illness, meaning we need to be careful about differentiating these diagnoses or automatically assuming CTE in a patient that has uh, psychiatric disease. Right now, there just isn't enough information to automatically link CTE diagnosis to someone with psychiatric impairments or mild cognitive deficits. So if I'm hearing you right, some of these individuals who the Canadian researchers found positive for CTE may or may not have even had symptoms when they died? Correct. So the tau protein is not an automatic um, or not automatically assumed um, for CTE presentation that we think about from the media. This rapid deterioration, it may be possible that people have some small amounts of tau protein without any visible or noticeable symptoms or deficits. Interesting. It sounds like we won't really know more until we've had a broader spectrum of brains to even study. But this means that people have to pass away to learn more. So what are they doing right now to figure out a diagnosis in the living? Well, there's a tremendous amount of research ongoing in this area right now to try and find a way to diagnose this um, prior to death. But prior to 2015, there were no widely accepted diagnostic criteria for either the neuropathology or clinical features. Um, there's a lot of research that's been ongoing and continues so with BU and the VA and many others looking to identify clinical criteria, clinical criteria for the living to allow for diagnosis and eventually the main goal, treatment. But right now we don't know. We don't have concrete answers. The media is just too far ahead of the science, and this is an important piece to remember. Okay, so since we don't know how to identify it, we don't know how to treat it, what are some things we can do right now to ease all the stress and the fear that parents and patients are feeling in regards to CTE? Well, most importantly would be that we manage the likelihood of any injury, i.e. the risks. Always wearing your seatbelt, wearing a helmet even if you think you're safe, limiting contact participation in sport, or appropriately managing that, appropriate strength and conditioning and fitness just so that you will be fit and strong as you would for any other injury, and paying attention to the possibility of injury and removing yourself or the athlete from play if you suspect a concussion. Once a patient is injured, we need to appropriately evaluate and manage each individual. Early intervention and appropriate management decreases recovery time and decreases the likelihood of prolonged issues. So if you think you've sustained an injury or you have a loved one who you think has sustained an injury, seek help from those who are well-trained in the management of concussions. And lastly, 
one other point. What we do know is depression can be a common um, post-head injury or result of head injury. And we need to be more vigilant in looking for this diagnosis and start treatment as early as possible. But it is never too late. So until we know more about CTE, we need to focus on treating the diagnoses that we do know are correlated with repetitive head trauma or concussions and, and have early interventions. We know people are living with a lot of these symptoms now and problems, and they aren't being addressed. So if you or someone you know is suffering from depression or anxiety following a head injury, encourage them to seek help. Consider a psychologist or licensed counselor that specializes in cognitive behavioral therapy. Thank you so much, Melinda. Although it sounds like there are still a lot of questions, we are learning more every day, and we're learning to better help people with these long-term issues after concussions. The best advice for now, it sounds like, is just to enjoy your favorite activity safely, make great choices, seek help when you need it, and don't let the media frenzy cause you to be fearful of the things that you enjoy. Thanks, Nick, for having us. We love being part of this podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Melinda and Lauren. As always, the music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.